Episode 5, Relational Fields. I once asked the incredible South African AIDS activist, David Patient, how he had managed to live with HIV for 34 years without it becoming full-blown AIDS. His answer to me at that time, the late 90s, before many new drugs had come to the market, was surprising. David looked at me for a long time and said one single word, gardens. It's all about gardening. Like some great Zen koan, his words lived in me for years. I remember once plucking a beautiful orange off a tree in California and having a kind of spiritual satori. I mean, there is something unmissable about abundance and connection and the gift of life and nature when one pulls food off a tree or out of a garden. You don't need to lecture anyone or try and make them understand our connection to some larger web of life when what you need to survive magically comes out of the ground to nourish you and sustain your life. A garden is the perfect example of a relational field. It's a co-creative environment where you serve to set the right conditions. With attention, you prepare the beds, you water, you make certain you make sure certain seeds are planted in certain light. And as you cultivate the conditions, something profoundly emergent begins to occur. Life begins to express itself as carrots and beetroots and roses in front of your eyes. Sweet peas cascade down a lattice against a wall, while the trees you vigorously trimmed the year before now leap forward. None of this you can explicitly do. You can't, for example, make a carrot. You set the conditions for a carrot to occur. And of course, this metaphor runs deeper, which is, I'm sure, a part of what David meant all those years ago. There is an inner garden inside each one of us. I always think of this inner place as a garden of inner voices. An overly critical inner voice can be brutal to the cultivation of what can flower inside of us. Some of us have been decimated by loss or trauma or tragedy. Inside us is a desert and we believe nothing will grow in again. And you might ask yourself when you hear a deeply critical voice inside you, whose voice is this? Is it male or female? Is it even my voice? And yet I have seen time and time again if we begin to give that desert inside us the vaguest attention, life will come back to life. There is an iconic permaculture teacher by the name of Jeff Lawton. Jeff has shown time and time again how resilient nature and life is. In the dry deserts of Israel, Jeff has shown how with intention and some practicality, green havens of lush food and trees can be made. Jeff works right down at the soil level. By cutting grooved swales into the ground, he captures every drop of morning dew the desert has to offer. He cultivates and reawakens soil using cover crops. He creates shade, and soon the green starts to reclaim the desert. Fruit trees produce abundantly. If you take one step towards life, life seems to take a thousand towards you. And in some ways, the world village is the cultivation of a wild garden. 
A garden is a relational field of energy. A relational field to me is a kind of web of energy that spreads out around you. A current of energy that runs from you into that net. But energy should also run from that net of connections into you. You should begin to create the conditions both inside yourself and around you for your unique gifts to grow. Like a gardener of your own life, you should ask, who are the people that support my growth? When am I most myself? What energizes me? Does more energy flow out of me into the relational field or does more energy flow into me? What are the practices that stabilize and awaken me? What conditions do I need to prosper and where am I out of alignment? What voice is the loudest in my inner garden? What would bring just a little more life to my life? Where is my creative energy flowing? And what gets the majority of my attention? You are cultivating the conditions that support your fullest emergence. This is work in self for the village because it takes love. The emergence itself is certainly up to a higher force. That's not even yours to do. Yours is to prepare the conditions. Do that with unattached daily awareness. Attend to the conditions around you for your highest growth and let life take a thousand steps towards you. There is a strange and powerful activism to a person who has built a relational field around them that helps them be fully alive in the world. Their life has an intoxicating vibrancy to it, a beautiful originality. People who do the work of building their own relational fields seem to have certain characteristics to them. They live with a deep feeling of enough. They express their creativity. They have a natural desire to serve. They deeply care for the natural world around them. They tend to choose experiences and lifestyle over material wealth. And they consider peace of mind real wealth. In the village, I see individuals all over the world building a supportive relational field around themselves, cultivating those fields until these fields of interlocking energy begin to overlap, until green zones appear in deserts and gardens spring up in urban areas, and what's around you helps you flourish, and you in turn transform your flourishing into uplifting everything around you. Before you try to build the village, make sure your personal relational field is flourishing. Isn't it amazing how all of that came from one word I heard decades ago? Gardens, he said. Gardens. This is Road Dog from Santa Barbara. Find the others.